This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 a ticket veteran and Creed Stan Jake Bakoven. I love that band, Creed. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Standing and tweeting and doing all of that. Not tweeting, but I was actually doing some uh, phone business. And, uh, <laughs> so I didn't mean to give you my stomach view. But, hey, we're back on the block. We're here for the second hour once again on the block. We thank you all for joining us for the second hour, for sticking with us, for staying with us, for staying tuned in and watching me take an L on uh, <laughs> shootout with Strick. But that's okay. It is okay. We are still going to keep shooting. I'm still going to stay in the fight. So at the end of the day, there's been a lot going on. And we've been talking about, you know, Dylan Riola and and the possibilities of that. And, and listen, we want to still hear from you on that. Do you think Nebraska even has a shot? Or you think Nebraska should just plant the seed and see if it germinates and, and never know what happens out there? How do you feel about it? 402-464-5685 on the Sutter Hammond text line. Uh, we always like to hear from you. If you want to time in, t- tap in, chime in, break in, whatever you want to do, you also can reach out on the Honda Lincoln hotline at 402-464-5685. This might be a, a, a segment to kind of, you know, do that because we're going to talk a little bit about the GOAT, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, listen. He has the best of all worlds working for him right now. I guess that's what I guess it comes with being the GOAT. Right now, a lot of people have been loving Tony Romo's and and Troy Aikman's, and Troy's been a, a, a stapleton for a long time in the business. The GOAT is still playing, but he has landed the super bag soon as he quits. That's just like being an NBA player. You've been playing all your career, i.e. Uh, Jason Kidd, uh, there's others that have that this has happened before, but at the end of the day, as soon as you retire, you land the bag. But listen, they jumped into coaching. The one that intrigues me is the best of all worlds is to become a sports analyst after it's all said and done. The Tampa Bay quarterback will join Fox Sports as its lead NFL analyst when it's all said and done. Fox CEO uh, Lachlan Murdoch announced in the news on Tuesday during uh, an earnings call per ESPN that Brady, uh, Brady's role will pay him drum roll 20 to 25 stackolas. He will be the highest paid TV sports analyst ever. And there's been great ones. He would be the greatest, uh, uh, the highest paid <laughs> ever. Does that so? So on the Sutter Heyman text line or on the phone at the Honda Lincoln Hotline 402 464 5685. 
do you think Tom Brady, out of all the great analysts of all time, landing that super bag, is it worth the money? Bach, talk to me. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, a lot of these uh, former guys that are getting in the booth are pretty good. The, the Manning uh, you know, broadcasts do pretty well. Obviously, that's different than the traditional booth that it looks like Brady's going to be a part of. But, you know, the, the Drew Brees, the Tony Romos over the years, I mean, those are the most recent guys. But it seems to be the quarterbacks that can uh, that obviously have this whole crazy type of following, really. I mean, in, in, in the NFL circles um, – you know, anybody that knows about the NFL and it's the biggest league in the world and it runs cable television, basically. I mean, it gets all the top ratings. Um, the quarterback is the most followed guy, the most talked about guy, you know, most known guy through even the fringe of the fan base. Um, so it, it, I think it's really great for marketability. And obviously Tom Brady um, stands above that. I mean, because he's been playing um, for two decades plus now and, uh, and and just obviously what he's accomplished. It's crazy to think about it, though, because um the report is, other than you know the the money that he gets per year, uh, it's it looks like a ten year, three hundred seventy five million dollar contract. Oh, with Lord Fox. have mercy! <laughs> Say that again, Bob. Ten years, three hundred seventy five million dollar contract uh, with Fox. Again, like you said, it'll be the most lucrative deal in sports broadcasting <laughs> history. Also, I'm in it... the wrong business. <laughs> I'm in the wrong business. Hey, you're on your way up. You just gotta start calling some play by play here for us. Uh, we might not pay you exactly that much. Um, but he's also, I mean, it's, it's crazy because when you look at it, his 23-year career earnings after this season will be $317 million. Therefore, he's going to make more money if he does if he stays in the booth for 10 years than he would 23 years um, <gasps> becoming the greatest of all time and, and on, the, on the playing field. So um, it's the just... The great Bernie Mac would say, Claude, have mercy. <laughs> it is, it's hard to mm. even wrap your head around it. Um, the other part of it is Giselle's always been making money too. So I mean, they've been doing pretty Ooh. darn good as a couple. Um, and it is, I mean, it is. It's, it's hard to wrap your head around that type of number for a broadcaster, but that's that, that's what these guys are kind of pushing these days. And it used to be, um, you know, you can kind of speak of it as a guy that went to broadcasting college, and there's always kind of a little bit of a jealousy from guys that didn't play, uh, and, you know, they go to broadcasting college, and they try to refine all their all their work, and then an ex-player jumps in and takes their spot. But now you can kind of see it, you know, if, if you know, you know, Joe Schmo off the streets, a little bit of, a lot going to command that type of money. And uh, I'm, I'm just intrigued to see if, if Tom Brady is that good at it. I mean, I think that they've probably ran through some trials. They've, uh, you know, they're probably not just going to throw this out there um, without having thought about it. But uh, there's, you know, it, it doesn't always work out the way you want it to. I think of this is kind of a weird uh, example, but Rob Gronkowski uh, was set a, a big deal with WWE. He seems the part, right? I mean, he's he's the beast on the field. He's got all the all the what you would think you would need in wrestling as far as um, having the personality to kind of go along with it. And it just didn't work. It just didn't, you know, he, he didn't turn out to be that guy. So um, that's the one thing that I'll say is, is he might, he might have this huge deal. People are going to tune into him, but how many years is it going to be till, you know, he's got to earn it as far as a broadcaster compared to just the name Tom Brady's going to draw you to watching that game. So here's, here's my perspective on that. There's, there's two parts to Tom Brady that some that follow him know and some that don't that just hate him because of what they see on the field, right? Tom on the field is sometimes very 
business-like, stoic, just handling stuff the way it's supposed to be handled. He has pretty much his eyes. He may talk a little trash every now and then to a player, you know, that maybe said something to him. But when he gets on Twitter and when he gets on different situations, he is a super troll. Like he says, he, he <laughs> like seems to have a whole different persona when he gets off the field. And if you follow him, you can see that, right? But the thing about Tom is how charismatic is he when he's in the booth? That's what I'm interested in seeing because he's funny and at times when he's kind of off, he'll say some stuff kind of outlandish off the cuff. And he's kind of, you know, you kind of laugh at him because you're like, that's not what you expect to hear from him or see from him. But he has that in him. So I want to see, does he maintain a very business type of mentality or is he just the funny side of Tom come out? Because you see Troy Aikman, he maintains the same type of flow that he had when he was playing football. You can see that from how he handled himself on the field as to the way that he handled it. And you saw that kind of same thing with Tony Romo when he was in the booth. And the way. So I'm interested to see what form of Tom Brady we're going to see. Is it going to be the, the troll funny type of Tom Brady or acting, or is it going to be the business-like and stoic face? And, you know, that's what I'm interested in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very interested to see his, you know, the, his approach to it as well. I do think that there, there is this, it almost does become, especially initially um, must watch television when he's in the booth, first of all, because he's going to be talking about players he played against. Obviously that kind of helped uh, with Tony Romo as well. Um, but, you know, Tony Romo's got the thing where, you know, you can kind of call back or, or, or predict stuff. Brady's, you know, obviously mm-hmm. not the most athletically gifted quarterback of all time. Nobody's ever argued that. Um, but it's, you know, it's everything that kind of went to it in, in between his ears. Um, that's kind of helped out there. And, and obviously Belichick kind of helping out with the, the, the play calling there too, but that'll be fascinating. Um, I'm just interested because it, it, the, the reason I, I would say, call it must watch television for any fan. I mean, that's like Michael Jordan or LeBron James, you know, somebody like that doing it. I mean, it's a whole era. I mean, that's maybe the greatest football player of all time, at least according to accomplishments that he's had. And so when he's, when he like calls back on a situation, you know, if he's just mid game, this reminds me of 2007 against Indianapolis. You, you know, your ears perk up. you you really want to hear that in, in, in Tony Romo or any of these guys, Chris Collinsworth, they have a little bit of, of callback on the playing days, but they don't have quite like the, 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 you know, the, like you, I mean, Tom Brady, if he wrote a book about every one of his seasons, you know, I think they'd be bestsellers just cause you're so intrigued about, you know, what went into that career. Yeah, I, and, and so the thing is, I, what I really like about uh, Tony Romo when he does it is he calls out different things that is actually transpiring, coverages, um, you know, routes, um, you know, pat- like like route patterns, you know what I mean? Like he ran a dig with a with a post over the top, you know, he, he calls those things so you can actually visualize what just transpired as to what you saw. Cause if you're not a football guy, I mean, you don't know what a cover four is a cover three, you know, a, 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 a man's zone man. You don't know that was a, that was a, you know, getting in the a gap and a, a gap blitz. You don't know yeah. some of that stuff if you don't have never played football. And so he brings that perspective to it. I'm interested to see that when he's sitting there and he's watching the quarterback, you know, over the center that, he's calling out different things that he may see. And then all of a sudden a play is run 
or something like that. That's what I'm interested to see, kind of how he flows in the, in the midst of the booth. But, you know, he's going to be calling games. It sounds like he's going to be with uh, Kevin Burkhart. Um, you know, there's been some some ups and downs. You know, obviously ESPN was able to sway Aikman away. And, you know, so there's been a lot of movement in the booth. But Fox, to be able to land him, there's been some talk and some speculation out there that, you know, some believe that, you know, Tom – isn't going to be anytime soon. Uh, there's been some talk about that. Uh, who, who, who brought that up? Um, I want to say, huh, I can't remember who it actually was that brought that up, but anyway, as in, as in, does he have like a few more years left? In the yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's been some talk out there. Oh, Terry, Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw basically explains why, you know, it won't, you know, start, pretty quickly. And, and, and he, he made some mention of that. And he thinks that he has a few more years to go. You know, he thinks that um, there's no need for him to do it right away. I mean, he's got still some, some work to be done and they still think he's got some, you know, some, some, some length in his arm and some stretch in his play. So, you know, this guy's making 40 to $50 million, you know, shoot, why not extend it out? Try to get you another ship. But if it goes well for him, I think he may may consider another year. But we'll see. But Tom, Bra- uh, uh, Brad, uh, I'm sorry, Bradshaw doesn't believe that it's going to be like anytime soon. Well, and it does make it it it, it helps clarify um, a little bit of the confusion or the, the you know the choice that be had to be made for Tom Brady as he was going through his retirement or, you know, just kind of going through that whole phase where we, we didn't know he kind of left you out there. Am I going to retire? What am I going to do? Going to kind of think over my career. Um, and if that deal was there, obviously that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it makes, you know, a lot of sense. You hear guys like even Dirk Nowinski, I know he's a big guy about if he would have stopped playing basketball two years prior, he's he said in the past that he'd probably be able to, you know, play more games with his children. And uh, But he kind of dealt with injuries near the end. And Tom Brady obviously getting up there in age, that's something you have to consider. Um, more time spent with family was always a, a factor in there. And um, and then there was the Dolphins rumors, which turned out might be more, more to it than just rumors um, was a chance for him to go to play in Miami or, you know, in, in elsewhere. I'm sure it might have been explored as well. The whole Bruce Arians thing, Todd Bowles taking over that also is is a little bit weird. So, I mean, there's been a lot, I think, that's kind of gone into it with different personalities, different offers. Um, and uh, so we kind of have that to look forward to. Um, and it, it almost, I, I guess it adds a little bit of an element to watching Tom Brady this year, um, just knowing that, when you know, he's got that job security once he's out. And, and he's a guy that you would think, I mean, could just about land any job he wanted to. So for this to be his next his next choice, I think is fascinating. And, and I'm sure he'll be working on, on his own craft to get to a position where he's ready to roll. Well, Dirk is another one of those, right, that had the long-tenured career, gets out, retires, and shortly lands the GM job. Works alongside Michael Finley, brings in Jason Kidd. You see how they're keeping it in a family? Mm-hmm. That I mean, Listen, that is that is an element that is starting to change out there, I think, in, in the landscape of sports because it really does create a family buy-in. Everybody's looking for the same thing. Everybody's striving for the same uh, yeah, obviously, if you don't do your job, you know, you can land on the block, but not literally on the block. Like <laughs> on here, our but, show, yeah, you could. But we would love to have you, but yeah. if you want to jump on the block, we would take you. But, yeah, but you understand what I'm saying. It's, 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 
that dynamic is working for some people. It's working for some organizations. Um, you know, Jason Kidd uh, had some talent when he was up in Milwaukee. I mean, I don't think it's to the same level as it is with Dallas, but he's he's figured it out. But he's also got the backing and he's got, you know, the atmosphere in which they're working, co- you know, in cohesion to try to accomplish the goal and who to bring in and who fits and those conversations that I think some other coaches didn't have with GMs before and prior. So that's, that's good that those types of things are happening out there. What it's fascinating too, with Brady is the, the fact that he doesn't have anything left to prove. Like there's still be some people like on the text line saying he's not the goat and, and stuff like that. But as far as accomplishments goes, it's, it's hard to argue. I can't fight him. I used to fight him. Yeah. Th- I, I'm with you. I yeah. used to fight him. I'm like, man, please. Oh, please. Oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, dang. At mm. some point, you just go, my man. goodness, this guy's it. Man. Yeah. He's the man. He's the man, and, and he did it again last year, and that's what kind of made the retirement a little bit uh, uh, questionable or, or surprising was that he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league statistically. I'm not just, just throwing out there my opinion. He statistically is, and obviously won the Super Bowl um, without Belichick, so it's like what's what's left for him to prove and there's nothing. I mean, all he can do is further the gap between him and whoever's behind him. I suppose you always kind of think that, that with your records, you you might live long enough to see them surpassed. But, man, is it going to take quite a career, to, you know, put together to, to catch up to him. So that's all he's kind of got left out there. Um, but I suppose if, if, you know, if you're that competitive and you know that you can still win a Super Bowl, you know, maybe that's his driving force is that, hey, I, I, I can still do this thing. Think about what he could have did with that Rams team. Oh, oh yeah. With them weapons like that, I mean, I could understand his frustration because it was like, it was like some in in some ways it was, it was like some internal sabotage. <laughs> like it was kind of like weapons were being yanked from him, and then you have Fournette injured and. You had all these things and he had to work around it and still got them there and had them on the verge of breaking through losing Antonio Brown, which was one of his premier weapon. I mean, it just seemed all the way across the board. Everything was stacked against him in that particular set. I could only imagine what it would have looked like if he would have had the weapons, you know, that was out there in L.A. Yeah. with the Rams. Well, and, and maybe that, as I'm thinking through it, could be part of what is still um, pushing him. Again, it's hard to say because after you win a title in Tampa, when I say there's nothing left to prove, I mean, that there really isn't much there. I mean, but the, the one thing that could be is maybe just further driving <laughs> the stake into the hearts of all the GMs that when he was on the block going away from New, New England, there's a lot of people that said he's too old and you might get two years out of him. We're not, you know, a lot of GMs around the league weren't going to take a chance at Tom Brady, as silly as that sounds. That's the way it was, and so maybe that's still what's driving him. But, yeah, I, th- that's the one thing I, I wonder about the Bucks roster at this point. Um, they used a lot of rentals. They used a lot of veterans um, to win that championship a few years ago. And, uh, you, know, it, 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 you know, sometimes it's just about who stays healthy. And, obviously, they didn't stay healthy last year. I don't know if, you know, there's so much movement over there. Um I mean, I, I suppose the NFC is weaker than the AFC. I'll give him that, but um, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know if the Bucks is a championship roster. Is what I'm, what I'm getting at. But uh, he obviously chose to go back, and now with Todd Bowles taking over. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna watch it closely, but just understand and know that um, he landed a a great deal, and I, that is something that would be just 
phenomenal to know that once you're done and once you're finished that you can still do the thing that you love to do and talk about the sports that you love. That's why I love being on the block. I love being on the block because I get to talk about the things that I love so much. And a lot of people don't understand that I'm just not a basketball guy. I, you know, I'm a football, I'm a baseball. I, I could play soccer. I, I shoot. I can, I can uh, do lacrosse. And I, there's all types of stuff that I just love about the sport. I mean, actually, I was down there in Miami, intrigued and kind of spot watching Formula One racing. Right, yeah. I just love sport. You know what I mean? Period. Hog. It doesn't matter if I could skate. I would be like Cedric the Entertainer skating on the. Like like he he had on his show when he was at uh, uh, the Kings of Comedy, and basically what he did, Bach. We got to go to break. I'm I'm not gonna hold the story you. long, but he in the Kings of Comedy he said if I wasn't playing hockey, I would just be like that the, the defender right that just skates around just looking for trouble. <laughs> I'm just skating, check and somebody. I wish somebody would. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, that's how I would be, man. I would be a defender. And I would just be looking to whose head I was going to be able to knock off if you come down here. That's how I play hockey. <laughs> that's how I play hockey on video games, at least. I don't know if that's <laughs> how they do in real life. <laughs> well, we got to take a break right now on the block. We'll be back. We'll come back and talk a little bit about hitting the hardwood. Still some great series out there. Some things happen. The Grizzlies lost their bare brow at the end of the game. We'll talk a little bit about that as well when we come back on the block right here, 93.7, the ticket to ticketfm.com. Peace.